in her head a few times, but the voice that had compelled her to climb out of her bedroom window had no answer. She was on her own. Someone slammed into her from behind, hard. Hey! She shouted, tumbling forward. After riding herself on frozen legs, she spun around to curse at the rude asshole, but the assailant was gone. She was stuck looking around, mean-mugging people until they looked at her suspect. A sudden gust of wind plunged the temperature lower and numbed her face. She pulled her coat collar up, but it didn't help. The crowd ebbed and flowed, but she stood in one spot like she'd grown roots, still not knowing what to do. And after another twenty minutes, she felt stupid and cold, mostly cold. Go back into the station, thaw out and think. However, when she looked at the large and imposing station, she couldn't get herself to put one foot in front of the other. She had the overwhelming sense that her returning inside would be a sign of defeat, because once she was inside, it wouldn't be too hard to convince herself to get back on the train, go home, and let him win again. Icy tears skipped down her face. I can't go back. Forcing her head down, she walked. She passed commuters yelling for cabs, huddled friends laughing, some singing with no destination in mind. East of the station was bathed in complete darkness. She could barely make out anything in front of her. The only way she could deal with her growing fear was to ignore it. Ignore how its large, skeletal fingers wrapped around her throat. Ignore how it twisted her stomach into knots. Ignore how it scraped her spine raw. Just keep walking. Help me, a feeble voice called out. Help! Abriana glanced around, not sure from which direction the voice had come. Am I losing my mind now? Help! I'm not drunk! It came from her right, in the middle of the road, where cars and taxis crept. I'm not drunk, the voice yelled. Finally, she made out a body lying next to a concrete divider, the kind work crews used to block off construction areas. Help, please. Again, Abriana looked around the crowds of people streaming past. Didn't anyone else hear this guy? Even though that side of the building was dark, it was still heavily populated. Why was no one else responding to this guy's cry for help? Help, I'm not drunk. Timidly, she stepped off the sidewalk and skulked into the street. As vehicles headed toward her, she held up her hand to stop some and weaved in between others. Finally, Abriana stood above a crumpled old man in the middle of the road and was at a loss as to what to do. I'm not drunk. I'm a diabetic. Can you help me up? The man asked. Uh, sure. She knelt, despite fear, and asked, What if it's a trap? It could be a trap, Abriana reasoned, even as she wrapped one of the guy's arms around her neck. Then, using all of her strength, she tried to help him to his feet, but couldn't. A good Samaritan materialized out of nowhere to help her out. Whoa, man, are you okay? The stranger asked. 
Abriana caught glimpse of the Good Samaritan's shoulder-length stringy blonde hair as a passing cab's headlights rolled by. He was ghost-white with ugly pockmarks. Yes, yes, the fallen guy assured. It's my blood sugar. If you could just help me back over to the sidewalk, that would be great. Sure, no problem, the blonde stranger said. Together, they helped the old black man back across the street. Thank you. I really appreciate this. No problem, the white guy said, his teeth briefly illuminated by another passing car as a smoker's yellow. Once back on the sidewalk, he released the old man. You two have a happy new year. As quick as the blonde savior had appeared, he disappeared back into the moving crowd. The old guy, huffing and puffing thick frost clouds, wrapped his head.